Hello, this is Andrea Kleibel-Kurtzman in Vienna. And this is Judith Marians in Los Angeles. And this is Brava, a podcast guide for women in the creative industries. Today, Judith and I will be talking about... We're going to talk about the first 15 seconds that you encounter somebody new, whether it's in a job interview or it's in an audition or in just in a general meeting and you want to impress. Tell us how we can impress Judith. In my experience, and I've worked at a lot of companies with a lot of people, I've interviewed for jobs and I've interviewed people to hire. In the first 15 seconds, something very important happens. What do you think it is in your experience? The first 15 seconds, we usually feel the room, we feel the person and we scan a situation inadvertently. That's true. You, you, you have a sense of somebody when they walk in a room, but there's something visual that makes an impression in your mind that's very hard to undo if it's not favorable. What are some of the visual things and cues that you've picked up when you've met people in your profession for the first time? Usually I would say authenticity is something that is very hard to describe, but if somebody is authentic, meaning they are very clear about what they want or what they're conveying, then that can go a very long way. I have found that the first visual impression of what a person's wearing, how a person's posture is, whether they look clean and neat, and I mean all the way from their clean nails to their haircut to the polish on their shoes, I get that overall look and something happens in my mind. It registers up or it registers down. Have you ever picked up any of those visual cues yourself? Yes, obviously. Uh, Also on the opposite, if somebody doesn't have any of that, then it feels negative. It feels not trustworthy. So I think that it's really important when you are coaching women or for women to be aware that the first 15 seconds in which you have an encounter, you're going to make a visual impression that becomes a psychological impression that will be almost impossible to undo. So if you look nervous, if you look sweaty, if your posture is slumped, uh, if your shoes aren't shine, these all sound like nitpicking, but they all make an impression on somebody who is trying to assess you immediately to see if they're comfortable with you and want to go into a longer encounter. In other words, if it looks like you've spent time and thought on yourself, then you can expect that you're spending time and thought on others and topics. Exactly, because whoever you're going to work with or you're going to hire, they represent you. So when I have interviewed people, I do the overall look without being very obvious about it, but I look all the way down to their shoes and if their shoes aren't polished, this is what I think. They pay attention to the big and obvious things, but they don't pay attention to the details, and they're not going to pay attention to my details of my work. Now, a challenging question. Have you ever been proven wrong? I've only hired people with polished shoes. Ah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What is if they wear sneakers? (laughs) Uh, Well, even that may or may not be appropriate. So I look for, first of all, their appropriateness. Have they walked into the room dressed appropriate for the setting? It could be if you're in a very uh, startup company, it might be jeans and a nice t-shirt. But if you're in a corporate setting, it might be a suit. I know at one time I interviewed about six different paralegals, all of whom were very well qualified. But one of them, one young woman came in in a suit and a blouse, nothing special, just black and white. But she had a three ring binder with samples of her work. And each sample was in a plastic sheet. 
and I knew that she liked to do beautiful work and I wanted somebody to do my work beautifully. I hired her. Once in a while, we come across somebody who is also visually rather loud or ostentatious. And we then sometimes have certain expectations, frequently not positive ones, and they could prove us wrong. What are your thoughts on that? If somebody was loud and ostentatious, I can't be around them, especially if you're doing business or you're, you're working on your rehearsal for a concert performance. It's too distracting. Some people can be trained, but most people can't because I have found living in Hollywood around a lot of actors who perform both on camera and off camera. The need for attention gets in the way of your being able to focus and the people around them being able to focus. To me, it becomes kind of a psychological necessity on their part and they can't do without it. I actually would go further and say that you can do it if you're on stage, and on stage can also be if you're just a speaker, but if you are behind the scenes, and that means also your own business as a performer, then I fully agree. Then you have to be concentrated and focused and take back. And going back to the first 15 seconds, there were people who just started to talk and talk and talk and talk. If they didn't know what was appropriate in an interpersonal setting, they may have been nervous, but even that, when you're put in a setting that tests you, you have to be prepared to behave appropriately to that test. So when you're meeting somebody for the first time, in a way, it's a test. But if you start talking too much, what you're doing is usurping the position of the person you're meeting, and you're inundating them with the need to impress. I don't need anybody to impress by excess. Yes, that's correct. Also, what I find in the first 15 seconds is, do people kind of usurp the room? Do they take their seat without being asked to take their seat? Do they hand you something without being asked to hand you something? And, and I don't mean to be Mussolini here. I mean to be appropriate. If you are meeting with somebody who has basically the power, you have to understand how they want to exercise that. So take a moment if you're the person walking in the room, to try to figure out how that person wants to manage this particular encounter and then respond to that rather than respond to your own agenda. So my advice in the first 15 seconds is say little, have a smile on your face, wait to be asked to do the next thing, listen to what somebody's asking you of, dress appropriately, and seem to be the person that would be pleasant to have around. That is so important. Many people are hired because they're good to have in the room rather than they're the best person in the field. I can train somebody to do the job, but I can't train somebody to be pleasant in the room. Have you ever had to make a choice between those two things? Oh, yes, many times. I'm thinking back at another topic that we discussed about the fear of being rejected. I think it's very important to sometimes be able to step out of yourself. And perhaps that's difficult in the first 15 seconds, but leading up to it, step out of yourself, imagine what the other person that you're walking into the room to would want to see. So you can anticipate getting what you want and giving them what they want at the same time. Well, I think you bring up a very good point. The most important thing in a new encounter when you don't hold the aces, somebody else holds the aces and you want one of those aces. Right. And your, your preparation for that meeting has to be with their mind, not yours. You really need to think with somebody else's head, not your own head. I think that would ultimately be the takeaway for this episode. Think with somebody else's head is at least one takeaway we have here, right? Absolutely. If you want to succeed with somebody, you can't succeed with talking about yourself. The reason people like you is because you like them. 
because you're aware of them, because you compliment them. And what you want is people to receive you through their prism of positivity. So you need to be able to think with their head to say what will resonate with them that they're looking for. And then you present that, but not too much. Wait for them to ask you. Yes, that's exactly right. Well, I think we have covered this topic pretty nicely and hope we gave some ideas for people to consider. Let's summarize the takeaways. The first 15 seconds makes an impression that's very hard to change. So be aware before you walk in the room how to present yourself. Thank you for listening to Brava. If you'd like to follow us, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon Podcasts and rate us. You'll also find us on social media and www.brava.productions.